Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, madam of a secret society, author of Permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and remove the mask. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the secrets women keep. You know who I am. I'm Lauren White, your favorite secret keeper and confidant. And today we're going to talk about a word that's very similar to confidant. It's confidence. Because <laughs> women want this. My clients want it. My Members of Unveiled want it. You want it. I know you do. Confidence. It can feel so elusive. It's like, how does she have it and I not have it? Today, we're going to bridge that gap. I'm going to personally give you, hand over my own map to confidence. I'm going to get a quill, get the ink, write it all out, fold it up, use a wax seal and send it to you. No, actually, I'm not going to do that. Although that would be very beautiful because then you could hold it and touch it and have this whole sensory experience. But (laughs) I'm not going to do that. But for future reference, I may. (laughs) I'm going to make it super quick and easy for you by speaking to it, what my confidence map is. I know you're ready. The first thing is, in order to access my confidence, I became my own permission grantor. I became my own permission grantor. I decided that I wasn't going to look to anyone else anymore to give me the green light to be who I wanted to be, to be who I knew I was in and out of the bedroom. It's like, no, I'm going to step into the trifecta of permission granting, which is ownership, alignment, and sovereignty. I'm going to step into those three facets. I'm going to use them as my anchors. I'm going to come back to them again and again and again and again. And whenever I think, what answer do I want so-and-so to give me about this problem? What do I wish they say? I will say that thing to myself and I will take action from that answer. So that's the answer I always wanted anyway. I knew I could be my own permission grantor. I just had to stop looking outward, slow everything down and go inward. What do I want to do? What would I do if what would I do if I didn't care about what everyone else thought? What would I do if I had unlimited resources? What would I do if I fully believed that I had unlimited potential? And so on and so on. Being your own permission grantor is incredibly liberating and it is a really important pillar or a really important destination (laughs) on your confidence map. It is necessary. There's no, not being your own permission grantor and being confident are incompatible concepts. I don't know anyone that I would look to that's confident, that's constantly seeking permission to be who they are from other people. Mm, No. 
They need to be your own permission grantor. And if you're, if you want to delve deeper into that topic, you can grab my book, Permission, Personal Liberation for Switched On Women. It is available in paperback and ebook and is an absolute gem for owning who you are in and out of the bedroom. So get that now. The second thing I do is when it comes to my confidence, or I have done, and there are always layers to this and and other means that I'm accessing, is I think it's really beneficial to do your personality profiles. When you do your personal personality profiles, like the Enneagram, the Myers-Briggs, and human design, those are the three I'm most familiar with. I'm sure there are, there's a lot more out there. Uh, so pick and choose, but in knowing how I operate from the responses that come through those personality profiles when I do them, it's been very illuminating. It's been a permission grantor to say, oh, this is my strength. This is my area of weakness. This is why I do things in this way. This is why this is so important to me. This is why I need to be around people who are like this. This is why I need to go inward. Yeah, been really illuminating to find out more about myself. And even in some ways, I feel like my Enneagram has changed, like it was the helper um, growing up and being a nurse. And I really feel like entrepreneurship has actually shifted my Enneagram a little bit. Entrepreneurship and time and maturity. And it's, yeah. It's interesting. I'm more of, um, more of a bit of a, uh, how should I put it? A little bit more of the individualists now. <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. So if you haven't done these personalities profiles for a while, go back and revisit them. Uh, same with Myers Briggs. I thought I was an, I had thought I was an extrovert. Now looking back, I'm like, how on earth did I think I was an extrovert? But the reason why I thought I was an extrovert when I'm actually an introvert is because I'm confident. And I thought, that introversion equals shyness and hiding away and extroversion equals confidence. And that is completely not true. So stop, so please don't mix all those concepts up. They are all separate concepts that exist on their own. The third thing I like to do when it comes to my confidence is to know my values. So you'll notice that everything I'm propositioning so far about creating your confidence map is about individualizing you. That confidence does not come from you seeing someone and copying who they are or what they do or how they self-express. Everything I'm proposing to you now is about really ensuring that you know that you are an individual, that you have your own likes, preferences, ways of operating in the world, and to step into ownership of that. Back to values. I have a little post-it that's about my values, and I have kept it in my wallet for years. The It's interesting looking back at my values and seeing if they've changed, and they really haven't. I'm pretty sure I put these in my wallet in 2012 and they're here. 
authenticity, sexuality, trust, self-development, intimacy, health. They were the six values that I came back that I came up with. Maybe it was even 2011. Don't know. 10 years, let's just say 10 years ago. And pulling this little tiny post-it out, I've got it in my hands right now, and rereading those words, I'm like, well, not a lot has changed. The way that those values are expressed are probably different because I've learned more and I've grown more and become a parent and stepped out of the day job and everything else. But they're all there. I look at them and go, yeah, those all still stand. Authenticity, sexuality, trust, self-development, intimacy, health. They are also my highest values. And yeah, it's another form of permission for me to go, that's why I offer this work. That's why I talk about these topics so much. That's why this is so important for me in my home, that these things keep flowing because I value them and they help me to feel alive. So if you haven't for a long time, uh, or if you haven't ever, revisit what your values are. Again, it's another anchor for what you want to focus on and what helps you feel most engaged and therefore confident. No point living a life that is completely opposite to your values. You're not going to feel confident in anything that you're doing. The next thing you need for your confidence map is to create confidence creeds. (laughs) So many C's at once. (laughs) Create confidence creeds. (laughs) And I have three of them. There's probably more, but these are the three that are really prominent at the moment. What I'm living by when it comes to my confidence and when I feel it wane, because it's not just at operating at 100% all the time, it waxes and wanes like the moon, like my cycle, like anything in life. It's, it's not, it's not steady. That's okay. I come back to my confidence creeds when I feel it waver. My first confidence creed is that I don't self reject. I don't self-reject. It gets very tempting, I assure you. I assure you. But for this year, I started saying don't self-reject. Don't when I feel myself slipping down into that spiral of I know woe is woe is me or whatever feels like rejection from the outside world, I say don't self-reject. Everyone else can reject me, but if I self-reject, I've got nothing left. So don't self-reject. Simple as that. That's what I say to myself and it immediately kind of buoys me and like props me up. I start sitting up or standing a little taller and I go, okay, prop up, take a breath, don't self-reject, go do something else, move your body, time out, regroup, recalibrate. The second confidence creed I have is don't get desperate. Don't get desperate. As soon as I haven't been desperate for a long time, but as soon as I feel my actions or my autopilot is going into desperation, not, it's not there, but it's on its way there. If I keep following those breadcrumbs and those feeling states, then I pull myself back up again and go, nope, not magnetic, not what you want to be, not what you want to embody. Nothing ever good comes from it. No, 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 no. 
Confidence is not desperate. Confidence is not desperate. Magnetism is not desperate. All the things you want to be are on the other side of desperation. You can want something, you can desire something, you can even salivate for something. Getting desperate is a whole other energy that doesn't bring any good and it never gets you what you want. And if it does get you what you want, it's going to have a shit ton of conditions on it and it's probably going to backfire in some way later on. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. (laughs) I speak from experience. My last confidence creed is you're only competing with yourself. I am not competing with any other person, any other woman. And when I was a, when I really identified as a sexologist, not identifying with any other sexologist, just I'm on my own in a community, in a circle, in the world, only competing with myself, only trying to improve myself, only trying only to better myself. And a really good ordinary everyday example of this one is Ed and I went bowling about a month ago. We had a a day date and we're a few, um, we're a few games, not games in, but we'd done, we'd, we'd rolled the ball a couple of times. We'd rolled the ball, the bowling ball a few times. (laughs) And I'd gotten, I don't know, I'd gotten a strike and then I got, you know, hit three pins and I started to get a bit of like a bit deflated. I was like, oh crap, my performance. And I was looking at his score and going, grr, damn it. And, um, even though he had sore fingers, he was playing exceptionally. And he just looked at me and he goes, no, we're not competing against each other. We're competing against ourselves. Let's do this first game and then let's do a second game and see if we can improve. Oh my God, totally changed my mood, my outlook, my perception, my enjoyment of the game, my engagement with it. I just stopped competing with him. I stopped. I looked at his score. I celebrated him. I celebrated his improvements and the same, you can apply that same experience and those principles to anything, to anything. You are only competing with yourself will liberate you from comparisonitis and your confidence completely dropping because you are, you think that you're falling short, that you're not good enough. All the other things that go with that sense of deflation and uh, admiring, not admiring, but really pining for what someone else has and thinking it's a reflection of what you're not. Her confidence Adopt, uh, adopt some creeds, like some musts. Um, I live by this. I do not go there. These are my firm lines in the sand. These are my non-negotiables. The next recommendation I have for your confidence map is work out your turn ons. I'm not just talking about what happens in the bedroom, although that is very good as well. And that's a whole other episode unto itself, but Work out what turns you on, what movement turns you on, what people turn you on, what makes you feel alive, goosebumpy, excited, exhilarated, ecstatic. What turns you on? What gets your blood moving and feeling warmer? And yes, it all sounds like sex because there are mirrors in life for what we do in sex. So let's play more with those mirrors. Let's step into those mirrors more and be those 
good things. <laughs> Be that blood flowing. Uh, yeah, more turn on, please. And you have probably heard me say already, does this turn me on? I ask myself that all the time. I'm going to keep asking it. And I'm going to keep asking you again and again, because it's easy to forget in the ho-hum palatability of life, what turns me on. I'm just like, this is the way it is. This is the way it's always going to be. Nothing's ever going to change, blah, blah, blah. Scrap that. Start asking, does this turn me on? And notice your responses. And like I have said before, if it doesn't turn you on directly doing that thing, is it a pathway to something that does turn you on? There's always things that we've got to do that we don't necessarily, aren't necessarily hanging out to do, <laughs> but will it get you to a sensation of turn on or satisfaction? That's the way I like to see things. When you get to turn on, you feel more confidence because you're in alignment. All these things are connected. The turned on woman is a confident one. She's in ownership. She's in alignment. She's in her sovereignty. She's in what feels good. Pleasure is very powerful. Turn on is very powerful when it's all used, not just on an individual level, but on a community and hopefully even global level as well. You become when you become the confident woman by owning your turn-ons and being them and stepping into them and doing them, you give a whole ton of other women permission to do the same. And that just elevates all of us. No one is left behind. More turn-on, more confidence. Your, your confidence map also needs you to look at yourself. Confidence isn't all about the outside, but it does play a role. Like your outward expression and appearance plays a role in your confidence. And again, it's that alignment piece. Does the inside and the outside match? Is it congruent? Does your outside reflect the turn on and the light and the joy and the color and the vitality on the inside? Really look at yourself in the mirror Hear yourself on audio or on video, even better. Really study yourself. When you study yourself, you get feedback. You start to be able to look at the nuances of how you move, how you hold yourself, how you speak. And when you can study that and work out what is congruent with confidence, What, where you flow with confidence and where you might be blocking yourself by your hand movements or where your voice gets quiet or where your shoulders slump. You can start to correct those things ever so gently over time so that when you do speak on camera or you do speak in person, you are in more of that confidence. So film yourself, watch yourself. You don't have to disseminate it. You don't, it doesn't, no one else has to see it. I've gotten a lot of valuable information into where my body shows what's going on and where my words and my body don't match. I've kind of self-studied and now I know either what I need to stop doing or what I need to correct in the moment or 
what I can improve upon so that confidence is being radiated. That's been a really, I will be honest, that's been a really important piece is studying my own movements and still and making the new movements mine, not copying anyone else's movements, making new movements mine. So I'm completely projecting confidence when I speak and when I take photos and when I dance. The very final piece for your confidence map is embodiment, being in your body with whatever sensations are present, whatever feelings are present. (sighs) You can get into your body and be embodied right in this moment. How cool is that? You don't have to do a class. You don't have to do a big program, none of that. You can get into your body right now through one of the four pillars of breath, movement, touch, or sound. A confident woman is an embodied woman. It's there's the way that she holds herself in her body completely matches the words that she uses. You can see she's not operating from a place of fear where she's speaking so quickly that she can't breathe and she's overcompensating or she's really, really hypermobile and moving all around out of nervousness. It's okay to be nervous. That's normal. But being confident is about trusting yourself so much that even if you feel nervous and shaky, you eventually get into a flow with what you're doing and it doesn't dominate the message that you have to give out to the world. My favorite ways of embodiment are breath, movement, touch, and sound. And you'll notice that online that I do this through dance. Dance is one of the most incredible ways to improve your own confidence in your body, to breathe, to touch, Ah, to get that pelvis rocking, (laughs) all those things. And a little bit of magic is that if you put on an old piece of music, you can remember who you were, maybe at a time where you did feel confident. You can't go back to being her. Can you be like a new version of her, an upgraded version of her and re-access that essence of confidence? Yes. There's a lot there in that confidence map. You've got some serious homework to do. Hopefully you're doing, already doing a lot of those things. If not, go back, listen again, take notes about everything that the confidence map contains and all of my suggestions without overwhelming yourself, just one piece at a time. And if you want more, you know, we're women that want more, right? (laughs) I know I'm a woman that wants more. I have something for you. It is my Express Yourself Masterclass, and it's all about how you can learn my framework for being confident in your fullest expression without making any or all of the big mistakes that I see women make in person and online. That's not easy to admit, but the reason why I'm confident enough to admit that is because I've made all those mistakes. 
I don't make them anymore and I don't want you to make them. Being confident in your fullest expression is everything. I know you want to get out of being palatable and stop stalling in your perfectionism. You want to get expressive so that we can all see, hear, and feel you, but most importantly, so that you can see, hear, and feel yourself. That is what confidence is all about. If you want in, sign up at laurenwhite.com.au slash express dash yourself or I'll pop the link in the show notes so that you can just go click and you'll be taken right there. Come play. It's on in May and I'm excited. I'm excited. You're going to (laughs) shine. It's time to express. It's time to get confident. I won't sing on the masterclass. I will probably dance, but I won't sing. (laughs) Not my forte. (laughs) I still do it anyway because it's part of my expression and getting the voice out there. So I can't wait to see you. It's not long now. In the meantime, you have the homework of creating your own confidence map. And let's play soon. Bye.